Okay, welcome to the Marja Business Digital Entrepreneur Podcast. Um, today we got an old friend, an old guest, uh, Ben Leonard from Ecom Brokers. Ben, um, it's been a while that we have been uh, talking. There has been a lot going on, um, you know, from another e-commerce brand uh, to several uh, other ventures. Uh, please mm. tell us more. There is, you know, I, I cannot even uh, put this, I think, into one sentence. So I, I let you explain this to us right now. Sure. Yeah. So a lot's been going on. Um, I'll, I'll give a, the, the listeners and viewers a little recap on, on who I am and, and why I kind of know what I'm talking about and what's been kind of going on. Um, I got started in e-commerce in 2016. I created a fitness brand because that's my passion. And I believe everybody should build a brand about something they're passionate about. Scaled it up. We were doing about $6 million US uh, dollars wow. in top line sales when I sold it in late 2019. That was right at the beginning of the explosion of mergers and acquisitions in e-commerce. It became a thing. It didn't used to be a thing where you could sell your e-commerce business. My experience with the broker I used was left a lot to be desired. And luckily, my my accountant, Allison, saved the day. She helped me to uh, resurrect that deal. We got the deal done. And at the end of the process, we said to each other, the obvious thing to do here is create a better brokerage. So we created Ecom Brokers, which you mentioned before. So I'm doing Ecom Brokers, helping people plan and then execute their sale, whether they want to sell now or in six months or 12 months or 18 months, we help them get there. But at the same time, I still love brands. So I'm still building brands. I launched a new brand about two weeks ago. I'm building another brand now that's going to launch in, in, in a while because there's still prototyping work to do and a Kickstarter to run. But basically, I still have my feet in the trenches. I still understand what it is like to develop a brand from scratch, market it to your customers and all the trials and tribulations that come with that. So, you know, I'm a brand guy and I love it. And I love I love e-commerce. And that's why I'm here. And if you want, we can talk about why 2022 has been a little bit crazy for e-commerce, especially in the mergers and acquisition side of things and kind of update the listeners on, on what's going on and what they need to do to get their business in a great position to sell as we move out of the difficult times we've been into. Definitely, because uh, 2021 was a definitely uh, was a very complete crazy year uh, mm. in terms of acquisitions and all the money which was flowing in. And uh, um, I, I kind of felt like, okay, you know, it's, it's uh, it, it, even, even for, for anything else, you know, the financial market for the crypto world, Everything was like, okay, this is this is Disneyland. What what is going on? Something something is wrong, you know. So take what you can take, and then uh, just sit back and relax and watch the show, you know. And this is what's actually going to happen now. It's uh, you need just to watch the show and be patient uh, right now. So what is your suggestion for 2022, or uh, maybe we do a little recap of 2022 as you already suggested? Yeah, absolutely. So in 2020 and 2021, we saw a lot of people selling pretty average, not great businesses for very high multiples. People who weren't that good at business were getting very rich. And good for them. I'm glad they did. But now we've gone through a massive correction that's probably gone a little bit too far the other way. And now we're coming back to a bit more of a normality. So what's happened and why? Well, in 2022, the shopping spree that we all experienced during the worst of COVID finished. So suddenly there was a big change in the dynamic of consumer demand 
the you know the COVID shopping spree was over, but at the same time, production costs were still going up because we saw um, supply and demand issues. You know, we 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 ran out of uh, supply because factories were still closing in China with the zero COVID policy, but also elsewhere, like Vietnam, for instance, which had been handling COVID very well, and then Omicron came along, and then suddenly Vietnam was not handling COVID very well. And of course, we saw all the shipping issues, which we all know about, but now shipping prices are coming back down again, thank goodness. So that's great. But at the same time, there's still tons of competition. Lots and lots of people are becoming entrepreneurs and getting into e-commerce, which I think is fantastic. But it does mean that there's more sellers, there's more competition, and e-commerce business owners are getting smarter. Like, it used to be quite easy to stay ahead of your competition by implementing the latest tip or trick, but now everybody knows about all that. So now we have to focus on really building a sustainable and legit brand, which is something that I'm I'm hugely passionate about. So that happened. And then at the same time, the aggregators, who are the main people who have been buying e-commerce brands, have had this sudden reflection that actually the whole thing was not as easy as they hoped it would be. Their business model of buy e-commerce businesses at a low multiple, roll them up and sell them on, in theory works. But in practice, they've struggled with a lot of the implementation of the operational side of the business because they're not as nimble as you or I are am on a laptop in our spare rooms running these businesses. They've struggled to hire the talent because the talent doesn't want to work for them. The talent wants to run their own business and then sell it, right? They had a bit of a lack of foresight as to how easy this would be. So because of all of that, the all the situation post-COVID, the shipping, supply and demand, the realization by aggregators that it's not as easy as they thought, we flipped from being a seller's market to being more of a buyer's market because buyers were being a lot more careful about what they bought. Their risk appetite has decreased from the aggregators and the investors who are backing the aggregators. Many of them have completely paused acquisitions altogether because they would rather focus on getting the brands that they now own right rather than buying more of them. They don't want to do deals as frequently. They will only buy really great brands with a strong brand identity rather than taking a punt on a riskier business that they might have before. And rather than submitting an offer within, say, 48 hours of seeing a business, it's now taking them you know, a few weeks. And due diligence has taken them sort of 40 to 80 days rather than, say, 30 days as it used to. So a huge change. And all of this means that multiples have been depressed. Although having said that, multiples for good brands, if you have a great brand, you can still sell it for a strong multiple. And I would encourage people that have a great brand to still have confidence to sell at this time. And even more confidence to sell as we move out of 2022 and into 2023 because things are recovering. We're seeing it now. We're getting deals done now. Yeah, I I see the same thing, but I'm still, I'm still a little bit um, worried uh, um, kind of about the situation because Mm. we, we don't, I mean, now what all the sellers and everyone see, which are not scratching behind the surface, they don't see, for example, that there is JP Morgan, uh, uh, one of the, you know, mm. the big banks, which were actually behind us. I just name one. I don't name the whole list, but you know, you, you can imagine who is the rest of the whole list. So we, sure. we talk about, we talk about the major banks of the world who are actually funding all of, who were funding all of these projects or still funding all of these projects. So for me, it's definitely an indicator that they are not going anywhere. They will yes. be there. They will be buying 
and it 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 will be go it will be moving on and on and on. Now you are right that maybe these risky businesses, which maybe turn around two hundred million, hundred million per year, but they have like products which they need to buy and then they need to then they need to check if they sellable um, uh, within the Amazon account and if they don't uh, go into the 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 the. Uh, if they don't make the revenue what they expect, they're going to throw it out. So these type of brands, they have the power to test it. What what smaller brands don't have, uh, actually, you know, you need to test it before. If not, you you might run out of uh, money later on. But they have this luxury to test them this way. And uh, but these type of brands, I don't believe that they will uh, put their hands on this again because, like you said, they are very risky. And if you don't have if you don't get the whole team of them, like the whole operational team, the shipping, the manufacturing, for example, in China, if you don't get the whole thing moved over to you or you leave it as it is and you want to put your fingers in there, what, what others done for 10 years to build it up, then you definitely crash the business. Uh, this is a, almost a guarantee. That's why if I was now an aggregator, I would definitely go for brands um, where I know either uh, these people are known for building brands or it's a brand which I just say, okay, that's it. Like your brand, for example, uh, year from before, you know, this is, uh, this is definitely something yeah, I would straight away go for, you know. It, it, it's, it's all about brand. And that's one of the main things that we encourage sellers to do. So one of the things that we do is we'll actually work with sellers on the long term, whether they want to sell their business in you know six months or two years, and we'll actually mentor them on a route to an exit. And a significant part of that is developing their brand identity and trying to wean people away from all the terrible information they've been told over the last several years of, you know, download this software, use this Chrome extension, find some little gap, and then source a product to sell into that gap. That's absolutely fine if you just want to make a quick buck. But if you actually want to build a business that is worth something that you can then sell, then that's not the way to do it. The way to do it is to create a brand, which is a group of products which solve problems for a group of people and to develop a brand identity, which is your branding, essentially, which is basically how you make people feel and then market that brand to your people. That's what it's all about. It's it's classic, right? And so I, I would encourage anyone listening to this who already has an e-commerce business, but it's not got a strong brand identity is just stop, take a look at your business, ask yourself, who are your customers? What problems do they have? How can you solve them? And how can you provide them with helpful, compelling, useful, valuable information that makes them know, like, and trust you so that they'll buy from you? Build a customer avatar, build a brand avatar that reflects who they are and who they aspire to be and develop quality products which solve problems for them and forget all this um the bs tools and the bs about trying to find a quick way to 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 plug a gap on amazon or walmart or whatever it might be it is not sustainable there's nothing wrong with using tools to help you with your brand like so you have a brand use the tools to help you figure out how to work on these marketplaces better but using these tools to say oh yeah i'm going to source that product from alibaba and slap a logo on it yeah it worked in 2016 yeah. but it doesn't it, it never helped anyone build a sustainable business i mean you're completely right and as well um what what your company does it's it's exactly the same way because you you help actually the sellers step by step in order yeah. to 
to be be sold, for example, or you you would as what well, you would ad advise as well on on these type of points we just touched on, um, how to actually build your brand, or when somebody's in the middle and and saying, listen, uh, Ben, I want to sell, and you can even tell them, listen, this and this and this needs to be improved in order to be sellable and in order that you're not a risk factor anymore for any any of the buyers out there. So you you really help uh, anyone who wants to sell their business um, with 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 these type of questions they will have or with this maybe uh, along the way because for you it's a personal thing. It's a passion like selling uh, on Amazon uh, is a passion for you like uh, sports is a passion for you. It's as well your business is a passion for you. Uh, same for me because we doing this for the passion. Um, obviously, we make money out of it. Yes. But we're doing this for the passion because it's our passion. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. Yeah, you're right. It is a it is about passion, and uh, you know, I encourage people to build a brand around which they're passionate around. Uh, it, it needs to be something that's actually going to get them out of bed in the morning. And so, one of the things we do is we actually mentor uh, e-commerce business owners to an exit. So, somebody might approach us and say, oh, "I want to sell my business," and we'll look at it and we'll we'll honestly say well, we're not going to sell it for you because you're just not ready. You know, if you want to try, kind of make a quick buck, go flip it on one of these terrible flipping websites, but you're not going to make much money out of it. Um, a, because it's not ready to sell and B, because their service is terrible. And so instead we will actually mentor them. And so we'll, we'll, we'll bring them in as a mentored client. They'll pay us a monthly retainer. We will coach them all the way through until they're ready to exit taking them through everything they need to know about building a brand, growing it, leaving growth on the table for the new owners, de-risking the business, putting the business in a position where it's highly transferable, and well-documented and attractive to a buyer, teaching them everything I know from having built a seven-figure brand and sold it and developing a legion of cult-like raving fans and how to do that and everything that they need to know about product development through to marketing on the back end and email funnels and chatbots and social and everything and then when we sell the business the best part is we'll give them half of whatever they paid us in mentor fees back at, wow. credited against that's, a, our that's a great promise you know it's a it's a great deal and the reason we do it is because i am fed up we are fed up of all the the false narrative flying around there of develop a business which it doesn't really matter if it's a brand just have an amazon account that's generating some cash flow and somebody's going to buy it from you one they're probably not going to buy it from you and two if they are going to buy it from you they're not going to pay you very much for it and the reason that the these lies are still flying around is partly because there was some truth in it a couple of years ago but yes, partly yes. because the people that are still spreading these lies are just the fake gurus online who've never actually had a successful e-commerce business themselves, have never actually exited, and therefore they don't know that that's not the truth, right? They're just parroting what they learned somewhere else as well. So it's really important that people understand that e-commerce, I think it's because it 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 it's it's online, right? And it feels it feels like it's not real, right? You turn on your computer and that's where you go work on your e-commerce business, right? It feels like it's not real life, but it is real life. It is a big it boy grown-up business. Oh, yes, 100%. And you need to treat it like a big boy grown-up business. You know, I like to use this Pinocchio analogy, right? Pinocchio said, I want to be a real boy. Well, you should be saying to yourself, oh, I want to have a real business with a real brand identity. And until you get into that mindset, 
all you have is an online job. And there's nothing Very wrong good. with that. It's okay to have an online job, but you just have to accept that you're not building something that you can sell. And the moment it's like a hamster on a, on a, you know, those hamster wheels, right? The moment the hamster stops running, the That's wheel it. stops moving. And the moment you stop working, the, the, the business stops generating money. So if you can accept that fine, but if you want to build an actual business that you can sell for life changing money, then focus on brand. I completely agree. Completely agree. I mean, I like to speak with you because the the point what you're making is that if you talk with a big company, it's almost impossible that they can approach with the same uh, personal touch that you do. Because I was I was missing, and I I I call it. I talk with a lot of people about it actually, you know. And I asked them, listen, you give all that money, okay? Let's say you're even financing the project, okay? Then you give 1 million, but okay, I need the million, but I need as well somebody who give me guidance. You know, I need somebody who, yeah. who helps me with the PPC. I need somebody who tell me, is this good? Is this not good? Now you give me the million. And then and what if in one year I spent this all on advertising, I spend it on uh, employees, I spend it, then the million is gone. And then I'm still at the same point. So yeah. actually all the lenders, there was as well a, a, a caller to all the lenders that they need someone to, to bring them along the way, an account manager, as, as you provided, you know, for example, and the fees should not be crazy that they pay like 15% on top of the million uh, just for the, um, for the account manager per year. Um, it, should be, it should be like coming automatically with it because, and it, it would be as well in the interest of the, of the lenders because, because yeah. then the business will be faster ready and will be for sure sellable and they can have the million back very fast and can invest it in another project so there, there is just a few things i don't really understand because because um maybe they are uh, we are we are still in in like baby shoes at the moment like we're not really uh, a mature market at that point that the lenders understand at what point they could actually make uh turn the whole thing around and make even more money with it so I think there is a lot of improvement to do. And I think you do the very good approach at the moment. And if you really are able to follow this through like this until the end with this, that the sale is done, I think this is a very, very good business model, which where, where like I said, the big, big, big companies, which moving very, very slow and we can move very fast, um, which is really good in, in, in that point of view. Yeah, what I would encourage people to do, though, is is to plan ahead. Like what one thing we saw it throughout 2022 was a, a downturn in people approaching us to say they want to sell their business, which is understandable because the market hasn't been great. However, what I'd say to people is actually the sooner you contact a really good broker or a digital investment bank to say, hey, I want to plan to sell my business, then the better because they, you know, a good broker or a good digital investment bank will work with you to plan your exit so that actually when you're ready, which might be sooner than you think, it might be now or it might be in six months or 12 months time, you're in a much better position. Rather than you you wait until you think you're ready, you go see them, but actually you discover you've got a ton of work to do because either you're financially your business isn't there or all the other things under the surface of the business are a mess that needs tidying up and it's going to take you longer than you wanted. And if only you'd approached them six months earlier, 
your business would probably be worth a lot more because it would have helped you grow it bigger and faster and restructure everything so it was more attractive to a buyer. And that's part of what a good broker should be doing. It's part of what we do um, at Econ Brokers. So even if you think 2022 is a crap year, we're not going to be anywhere near ready to sell. Actually, talk to an expert now so they can give you the give you the map and a compass so you can figure out, right, this is where I am. These are the things I need to do to get there. Let's start making those things happen so that in four months' time or nine months' time, we can sell this for what I want for my business. Definitely. I, I, I agree. And uh, 2022 is not the end. It's it's only the beginning. There was a little... A little, a little. Oh, yeah. Let's go. Let's say a little uh, joy ride, like in in the beginning of twenty twenty one. Then we came back to reality, and uh, the business from now is only growing. So I don't see any any problems in uh, in e commerce coming soon. I see only growth. But I would as well encourage everyone um, to really be patient. This is one thing, and people need to learn: be patient. Um, even though now maybe you're making maybe a minus, I, I don't know. There is uh, there is some struggles. There is the shipping. There is the product cost. There is the competition, which are better. Um, there is costs which you have. There is ad spends, which you might not uh, can control a lot. Seek professional help, first of all, and, and try to be patient for the next one, two years to see where the situation goes. The financial market comes back. Everything, uh, the political stuff in the in the U.S., which is going on at the moment, is settling down. Uh, Europe is settling down, and then we can look again at the financial market, and then it would look uh, a lot better. And having said this, Ben, um, we're talking about the different markets, Europe, uh, U.S., and everything. What do you think? Mm -hmm. Where is the next market to look at, from Amazon or in general? Yeah, it depends what you're selling, where you're selling it, and what your business model is. So, for example, suppose your model is Amazon FBA, you're selling in the US. It is still an incredibly smart thing to very relatively easily get into Canada and, and Mexico because they're just next door. That's just a no-brainer. Sure. Getting over to the to Europe and the UK is obviously the next smartest thing to do. Tons of opportunity there. And Amazon keeps expanding. Like relatively recently, they launched Poland right. and they launched Sweden. And I only see them moving more east and south in Europe. I think that's what they're going to do. But of course, the Middle East is a huge opportunity, right? Amazon.ae is a huge opportunity. Things in that part of the world um, are really, really becoming more accessible, and as these parts of the world become more liberal as well, then more different categories open up to different groups of people. So I'm a huge fan of that. Uh, Australia is not enormous. However, Beastgear was over there. Uh, the new owners took Beastgear out of there, which I personally think was a mistake. Um, so I, I don't have a problem with basically anywhere that Amazon is, use it because it's just so easy. Why would you not? If you exactly. have, provided you have the cash flow, do not spread yourself too thin. Do not try and expand to all of the Amazon marketplaces and then find you're out of stock in all of the Amazon marketplaces, that would be stupid, okay? You know, yeah, one step at a time. But if you have the cash flow to provide the inventory to support these places, why would you not test them out? They make it so easy. They literally do everything for you. You send it to the warehouse, they fulfill it. Easy. Your reviews will even port over from each marketplace. So you get a head start. That's what I would be doing. And I forgot to mention India as well, which of course is, is oh, yes. gigantic. Wow. But do not discount all these really interesting little marketplaces across Europe. See discount Ball, Allegro, all very, very interesting. And of course, in Latin America too. So I, basically what I'm saying is 
try everything provided it fits your brand and who your customers are. There's no point in selling your products into a market that doesn't have any interest in your products, right? So do your homework. But if you have the cash flow to support it, test, test, test. Very good. Data. Data is the key at the moment. You know, it's uh, it's it's so true. Yep. Yeah. Thank you so much, Ben. We're uh, I think I think this is uh, already a lot of information, and it's it's really good that we could get you again on an update. Um, I think it was way too long. <laughs> Pleasure to be here. <laughs> because I think it's, it was again one year or something. Uh, something like that. Let's do yeah, it again yeah. soon. Definitely. You know, always updates is always good, and let's see where the market goes and if our predictions are correct. Um, which I believe, strongly believe. Um, we will see each other uh, uh, next year uh, in a much, in an, up, in an upcoming market, upgoing market. I think market. we will. I think we will. Thanks, Omar. Thank you, Ben. Take care.